Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn how to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out and find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, a songwriter, life coach, and wellness advocate, Liz Langston. Hello, everybody. I am such a geek. I totally just love recording my podcast and I do it all myself and I've gotten so good at it and it's so fun. You know, there was a day and a time a while ago, a few months ago, where I couldn't imagine knowing how to do a podcast and then I just decided to figure it out and I did and I looked at hiring somebody and then I just thought, I don't want to hire someone. I want to figure it out. Such a good feeling. Welcome. Today, I'm going to be teaching you a tool that I just got done teaching on a very successful webinar that I delivered to all of the people who follow me on Instagram. So I have to preface by saying, if you do not already follow me on my social media account, which I use every single day, which is Instagram, I'm there throughout the day, every day definitely consider doing that. If you're not really much of an Instagrammer, I invite you to give it a try, but you totally don't have to. You could just hang out here on the podcast for sure, but I am there a lot and I over deliver. I give a lot of free content there every week. I wouldn't say every week, but many weeks I choose a theme of the week and we go deep on one topic throughout the week and I break it up for you. I do free videos in my Instagram TV where they're longer, like seven to 15 minute videos, giving lessons. And then also on Instagram, you can always sign up for my free Thursday webinars. So I'm just trying this out for a bit. I've committed for a few weeks to do a free webinar every Thursday. So if you like to sit and listen and really get deep into a topic, webinars are hour long free online classes where you just register to be able to get the link to come. And then you click on the link when it's the day and time of the webinar and you're in and you just sit there and listen. And I'm going to teach you for an hour. And I like to make my webinars really interactive where I ask you for information or not information, but like I give you a chance to have specific help at the end, usually and answer your questions. And I always make sure people know how to work with me further if they want to. So if you want more content from me besides this podcast, if you're liking this podcast and you don't already follow me on Instagram, go over there. It's just at Lizzie Langston, L-I-Z-Z-I-E-L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N. Okay, we are going to get right in with the tool I'm going to teach you today, which is the model. This is the main tool that I use with my clients. I have zero fears or concerns or worries about giving it to the world and teaching it to people who are not paying me for coaching because I want it to help you. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and put a forewarning on this episode. This is a powerful tool. It is simple, but there are some complexities to get the fullest impact and value out of this tool. I, as a certified life coach from the life coach school ran by Brooke Castillo, the creator of the model, I have been extensively trained in the use of this tool on the brain of a human being. So it's a powerful tool, but 
just know that there are specific ways that it can be used to implement it. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to be helpful. I wouldn't be sharing it. I wouldn't be wasting your time today if I didn't think it could help you without a coach using it with you. Okay. And I know the developer of the actual model, Brooke Castillo, she teaches it to the world. So it's free for the taking. Just know, I'm going to tell you in the beginning that it will be of the most impact when a coach is using it on your brain. That being said, self-coaching is what I'm teaching it to you today for so that you can use it on yourself. And I want to caution against taking the model and using it against your husband (laughs) or to innocent bystanders, bystanders, maybe in your mind, right? Like maybe in your brain, you can kind of refer to the model and kind of dissect why somebody just said what they said, like privately in your own brain, But please don't go about telling people, hey, did you know you just did that because you had this thought? Or did you know that's just a thought? That's not actually a circumstance? You think it's a circumstance. Okay, so you'll you'll know what I mean in just a minute, but do not use this model, this tool against yourselves or against other people. It is literally just a tool to draw out awareness, to help you understand what's going on in your brain how that's making you feel, how those feelings are creating actions and behaviors that you're doing or not doing in action, and the result that that's going to get you. We are in a position of power when we see that whole thing. It's kind of like you being on the road driving in a car, and you know you're trying to get to Missouri, for example, but you don't exactly know where you are from where you left to Missouri it's like you know, kind of know what the way is supposed to look like. You, the signs tell you where to go. But when you have a map, it's so much easier. And it doesn't matter if the sign blew over in the wind or if you have to take a detour to go shopping for a second or use the bathroom. You know how to get back on track to where you want to go. That's kind of like life with and without the model. So when you live life without using the model or without understanding what creates your feelings and how your feelings create your actions and your results, you're more likely to be a little bit lost, a little bit confused, a little bit frustrated with yourself. You're more likely to not understand why you are so set on comparing yourselves to others, yourself to others, or why you are so focused on your husband's flaws. We kind of get into these little potholes and we can't exactly get ourselves out. Or maybe we get out, but then we're like, wait, where was the road we were driving on? And so with the model, this cognitive thought tool that draws upon your brain's awareness, you can always get to where you want to go. And that is the miracle of this tool I'm going to teach you today. Truly, the miracle is that no matter what you want to accomplish, no matter how you want to change and transform, whether that be a behavior you'd like to stop doing or start doing, whether that be a feeling you want to feel less of in your life or another feeling maybe you want to feel more of in your life. Maybe it's a result you're trying to create. For example, a certain level of income in your side job or in your business at work. Maybe it's just an overall result you want to create in your family life with your kids and your motherhood and your marriage like closeness for the both of you, or at least for you. So anything like that is truly possible and achievable 
thanks to this tool. Now, you can achieve many things without the model, and many people do. It just so happens that the model will show you where your current thoughts and feelings and actions are taking you or going to take you or have taken you. You can use the model to look into the past, present, or future. Or the model can also, you can use it as a tool to project what you want to have happen and what your intentional way of being as a mom, for example, is. You can use it that way. So just like a math equation can give you an answer for the variables at hand, or a math equation can give you an answer for any variable in the world at any time. You just plug in the letters X, Y, and Z, right? And they're placeholders for any number you want to put in. The model's kind of like that. You can use it for what you've got going on right now, but you could take any result you wanted to create, any goal in your life, and figure out using the model a map of how to get there. And if you stay within the model that you've created that will get you that result, literally it cannot be taken from you. As long as you stay aligned, then you can have it. Now, that's the work I do as a life coach is I help people stay aligned in their models to get the results they want. And I help people understand the working models that are happening in their heads right now. So before I pontificate, because I know so much about the model and I have tons I could say about it, let me go ahead and just teach it to you so you're not feeling overwhelmed, okay? But hopefully I've lit up your taste buds a little bit. You're kind of like, ooh, what is this cool tool? That's exactly how I felt when I first found the model. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Last thing before I teach it to you, I'm just going to give you a quick overview of how I did find the model. So for those of you who might not have heard this before, I was in the middle of postpartum depression after my third child. I was 50 pounds overweight and I was so unable to care for my children's just mentally and emotionally that I was separated from them on purpose. My sweet in-laws and I decided that that would be the best at the moment. They took the kids for a bit and I went down to my hometown of Mesa, Arizona for a few days with my husband and actually didn't have a return ticket booked. I just went away from my children and had to figure out how to heal. I'd already tried therapy. I'd already tried postpartum antidepressants. I'd already tried the local hospital support groups. Okay. So if you look at the options that are out there for somebody like a mom with postpartum depression, I tried it. I tried it. I tried it all. And I mean, I shouldn't say all, I'm sure there's a few other things that were out there, but as far as like the reachable current resources that are just available through your doctor or through my birth center, the therapy was through my birth center. I had tried it all. And I was also in the middle of depression, so I wasn't exactly solution-seeking, problem-solving very well. I was kind of just in this fuzz and surviving. Gratefully, my mother-in-law and a sister-in-law, and I think another friend as well, recommended to me a life coach's podcast, and specifically a life coach who knows the model and who was certified through the life coach school, which is where the model was created. Now, when I found 
this work, when I heard somebody say what I'm going to tell you today as part of the model, that circumstances are neutral, that's the first step of the model. When I learned that, in other words, when I learned what I'm about to teach you today, I used the model one thought at a time. Cause what you do is you plug in thoughts into the model one at a time and you like basically diagnose what that thought's creating for you. So when I found the model and used it in my, with my thoughts in my motherhood, I was able to come out of postpartum depression. And I don't say that lightly because I know there are a lot of thoughts, schools of thoughts out there that would think that might be dangerous to say or whatever. And while I don't ever guarantee results for anybody because it totally is situational and people have to do their own work with the model, I have a belief that this could work for many other moms. I have a belief that there are many other women um, and just parents suffering in depression related to the care of their children and the overwhelm that's there or whatever negative emotion of choice it is for them. And that this tool precisely can help them work themselves out of it. Now I did that with the supervision of a coach. I hired a coach in a group coaching program and I had help running models on my mind. So if what I teach to you resonates today and you try it out and you're like, I want more of this, or I think I need more help with this, but I think this could be the thing that helps me. It's starting to work just by listening to it on the podcast. I invite you to come book a consult with me. And the link to that is always in my show notes. All right. So let's get to the model. Yes. All right. I want you to imagine you have a piece of paper in front of you. And in fact, if you have one, that's great. I highly recommend writing this down if you've never heard it before. So it just doesn't get to feeling overwhelming and up in the air. It'll seem more concrete. So you're going to write down on five different lines, one underneath the other, underneath the other five different nouns. Okay. And I want to tell you anything you've ever experienced, any problem or struggle or difficulty you have is one of these five things. The model will solve any problem, no matter who you are and what you've already tried. So the first thing is circumstance, a circumstance. Okay. The second thing is thought the third. So the third line down on your paper is feeling the fourth line down would be action And the fifth line down would be your result. Okay. So you've got circumstance, thought, feeling, action, and result. I know some of you are familiar with this already, but others of you are not. So we're going to take it nice and easy, simple, simple from the beginning. All right. So here is an example of each of those. We're going to go through each one and what I mean by a circumstance, a thought, a feeling, an action, and result. And you might think, oh, I already know what a feeling is. Rongo bongo. Okay. We're going to be talking about it in the reality of the coach world and how we teach it. And it's important that you listen to how I describe these things because it will add to your ability to get, to get help from the model. Okay. Knowing how we, as the creators of the model from the life coach school, use this and define circumstance, thought, feeling, action, and result is going to help you as you use this tool to sort out your life. So circumstance, A circumstance is anything outside of us. It is also something that is only a fact. Like when we put circumstances in the model, right? And this is where it becomes important to not just say, oh, I already know what a circumstance is. 
really, when it comes to using it in the model, when you're going to put in your own circumstance into this model and fill it out, you want to make sure that you're only putting facts into the model, things that everyone in the world would agree on, things that you would present to a jury, not opinions. Opinions aren't going to help because the jury knows that's your opinion. It's not worth much. They want the facts, okay? The model wants the facts in the circumstance line. Circumstances, something that you might not believe, and this might be a struggle for your brain. So I will explain why in a minute, but circumstances, in other words, the things outside of ourselves, like the weather, the beach, our husband's words, what's on the news, are completely neutral things. Like they just happen in the world. Here's why that kind of blows our brains a little bit as humans. Here's why circumstances often don't feel neutral. Our human brain is not programmed to separate circumstances from our thoughts. So one of the magical and amazing things about being a human and being part of the human species is that we have such a powerful ability to create meaning and attach meaning to any one circumstance. And so maybe for a skunk, for example, looking at a tree, it's just a tree. It doesn't think about the leaves, like a skunk couldn't write a poem about the red, red leaves of a tree, right? Whereas humans, we're able to take a tree, which is just a neutral circumstance that maybe to another species would have zero meaning other than can I find find food in it or not, right? And we can say, oh, the red, red leaves of this tree are like the blood in my veins. And we can feel feelings towards the tree and about the tree. And it is as if, because of the way our brains are programmed, it's as if the tree evokes these feelings in us. Now that's beautiful. And I am not here today to crash that party. I am all for that. Sometimes though, let's change from a tree to maybe our husband is our circumstance and he's neutral and he just is the way he is. He's what he is. Everything about him, like his physical skin and hair color, his personality traits, the thing he just said to you, They're all just as plain as a tree. And yet our brain gets in there and is like, that's terrible. And he is being mean and he's mean and he's a bad and I don't like him right now. And he's not able to be worked with. I can't do it. So our brain attributes meaning for better or for worse. And sometimes it is for better. Oh my goodness. Yes. There are so many things. I see a temple, for example, from the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. I see a temple and I have all the feels. I just think about the life before I was born. And I think about all my grandparents that have passed away. A temple to me just stands for so many beautiful ideas about life after death and eternal families, right? So this can be good or bad, but it's just important to know that this is what happens in our brain and that our brain attaches like Velcro. It takes a random tree or a temple or whatever, and it attaches all these thoughts and those thoughts create feelings. Um, and the reason circumstances don't feel neutral is because your brain isn't programmed to tell you, Hey, I'm going to take a thought and attach to that circumstance. It just does it. And it does it quickly. And in fact, it's so fast that you can be watching a movie, for example, and you can see the husband hug the wife or the mom hug the child after she just found her. And you can just be crying. Boom. You're crying. You don't even realize that you just had a thought about it. And that thought produced a feeling in your body. 
Now, there are some things like mirroring neurons and, you know, some psychology research where might say a little bit about how the crying is statistically more likely to happen if you see somebody crying and there's not necessarily a thought creating that. But I'm just talking about the general way of life is that your brain sees a circumstance like a tree or it hears words or whatever it is. And then your brain has thoughts. Okay. So that was a lot of chit chat, but truly that is groundbreakingly important for the rest of the model. And even if you didn't listen to the rest of this podcast episode, so interesting to know, right? You've lived with your brain this whole life, your whole life. How many years old are you? And you probably didn't know that. I sure didn't when I learned it. It's amazing. All right. So to review circumstances are anything outside of us. They're only facts. When it comes to putting circumstances in the model, you're putting, you're looking for numbers, very plain information, no emotion, no opinion. They're completely neutral. It doesn't feel like that to us because of our brain's programming, but they are. Now, then we have our thoughts. The second thing in the model is thoughts. Thoughts are sentences in our brain. They are pieces of language language that we've been taught that we tell ourselves or we think in our brain thoughts are optional. I'm going to take a second to tell you all that my kids are home today. I have got babysitters here. My regular nanny had stuff going on. And so if you hear some cute little noises in the background, that's what that is. And I kind of love it. You probably won't be able to hear it very much. They're pretty far away in the microphone. I'm pretty close to it, but if you hear it, just know we're rolling with it today. I have been so good at just rolling with it lately with sick kids and navigating things with running my business and the kids have had some needs lately. It's just a day at a time. It's kind of fun. Okay. So going back to thoughts, they're sentences in our brain. They're optional and they are separate from us. In other words, you are not your brain and we have a prefrontal cortex, which is our higher brain that actually can learn to not really listen to thoughts. We can actually selectively, just like you can selectively hear what your teacher is saying, right? It's just that you know how to pay attention when it's actually going to help you and it's actually going to affect your grade. (laughs) The same thing can happen. You can train your brain. And this is the art of coaching and how I help people do this is you can train your brain to mute or not really pay heed to some thoughts that aren't useful for you. And now that's a whole nother process, but that is something that's possible. I want you to know that next we have feelings. So the third component of the model is a feeling feelings are sensations in our body. People describe feelings as positive or negative. And we, I just would say, be careful because To call a feeling negative and label it like that when that's what you're feeling, it could make it harder for you. It could make it last longer because you're resisting it because it's quote unquote negative. So I don't even buy into the positive and negative necessarily only to the extent that it helps my clients identify what they're feeling. But anyway, the last thing to know is that feelings are completely harmless This might sound funny to you. I know it kind of sounded comical to me, but at the same time, it's it's profound. If you think about it, think about it. Everything you're afraid of, everything you fear, everything you desire, everything you want that you want to have in your life is a feeling. No joke. Seriously, make a list of all the things you want. Make a list of all the things you're the most afraid of. And if you get down to it, it's a feeling. For example, 
your husband dying. That used to be my greatest fear. And honestly, I don't want that to happen. Of course, I love him and I want him with me. But what would happen if he died? I would feel a feeling. And it would be what a lot of humans want to call a negative feeling. It would be a lot of sadness. It would be grief. It would be pain. It would be aching and longing. It would be loneliness. I would feel all these feelings. And so anything you want is also a feeling. For example, you want to go on a vacation with your husband. Why? So you can feel relaxed. So you can feel peace. So you can feel, I don't know, whatever you want to feel on your vacation. So when you realize that everything you're after in your life or everything you're trying to avoid comes down to a feeling, it's intriguing to get to know feelings better and to get better at feeling them. If you can get better at feeling feelings, you have less fear and you feel less dependent upon achieving or receiving or getting something that you want. Not that you don't ever have a fear again or you don't ever want something, but you don't feel so dependent on those things. You don't feel so threatened by the fears or dependent on the successes because you know that you can feel any feeling that comes your way and you know that you're independent of it and without it, you'll be fine. So that's another piece of the work that I do with my clients. And that's the third component of the model. So we've got circumstances, thoughts, feelings. Now we have actions. Actions are what we do or don't do in response to a feeling that we feel. I want to be very clear here. You don't ever take action ever unless it's from a feeling. Even a depressed person takes action from a feeling. So if someone's going to go commit suicide, usually it's because they're so done feeling a feeling that they're ready to end their life. Okay. So feelings run our life. No joke. Like we're going to explore this today a little bit more. And honestly, there's nothing I could say within a 30 minute or 40 minute window on a podcast that could truly teach all that I know about this subject and the model and how to use it and the transformation that's possible. Like, are you kidding me? There's no way, but I'm doing my best today to really give you all that you might need to make it work for you. Even just a little bit in your life. That'd be amazing. It will help you even just a little bit. It'll be great. So Feelings are, sorry, actions are what we do or don't do in response to a feeling we feel. An example of action is avoiding homework or avoiding talking to your husband about that one thing. Um, Watching Netflix, not preparing for a test, not preparing for your baby to be born. (laughs) I don't know. Gossiping. It like, so if your feeling is frustration or your feeling is resentment or annoyance, you might go and gossip. So do you see how feelings run our behaviors? Every behavior you do or have is from a feeling and let that sink in. Maybe that helps you with understanding your toddler. Every action he takes is from a feeling he feels. All right. And last but not least, our results. Our results, this might seem self-explanatory, but they are basically the culminations of our thoughts, feelings, actions, or inactions. The result could be what you weigh on the scale. A result could be what your baby weighs on the scale. A result could be 
how you feel actually, which is interesting. So you can go, I feel shame is your feeling. I hide is my action. I avoid my husband. I do. I, I don't ask him to go on dates. I don't listen very well because I'm ashamed, whatever. And then your result could actually be, I continue to feel shame. I continue to believe that I'm not good enough. I don't come out of that cycle. So a result can look like that. A result can also be, for example, let's say your thought is, I can't do this. Your feeling is fear. Your, your actions are whatever you do when you're afraid. You just fumble your words. You don't strategize. You kind of spin out in your head. You keep thinking. You obsess about the fact that you can't do it. You're scared to do it. You ask for help. You want to leave. You want to run, fight or flight. You have blood pumping in your veins. Your heart is racing. That might be your action. And your result is you truly feel like you can't do it. Or you actually can't. Like you're not able to create the ability because your body and your brain are working against you because this fear is taking over. So results can be all sorts of things. A result can definitely be more tangible and obvious, like, a hundred thousand dollar income or a rule that you make with your spouse after you have a discussion together in your action line, then your result is you have a new rule in your household. So the important thing to just note is that results don't just come out of nowhere. Everything that's happening in your life, every result that you're creating or that you see happening is because of somebody's or multiple people's thoughts, feelings, actions, those create results. Okay. I know a big part of things for me when I found the model is I was just confused. I did not have a lot of awareness about why different things were happening. All I knew was I felt crappy and I didn't like how I was behaving. I didn't know what my thoughts were. I probably couldn't even actually articulate what the feeling was. I just knew it didn't feel good. And I really could probably only tell you my actions. Like, well, I yell at my kids a lot and I get on my phone a lot. And I dream about leaving the house when I could like getting a babysitter and being able to leave. And so that was probably all I could tell you. So the model is amazing to help you figure out the full picture. Oh, there's this thought I keep thinking. And that's why I feel this feeling. And what is that feeling? Oh, it is embarrassment or it's frustration. Oh, like, right. So, so many of the humans, including myself, just don't naturally have this awareness. Our brains just aren't programmed to do it. That's why the model is such a miracle. That's why it's so helpful. It is the perfect tool for our human brain combined with the day and age in which we live, combined with the things that are expected of us and the things we're needing to do to be able to live, the types of jobs we're working, the situations in which we find ourselves, the fast-paced life, and the barrage of messages being sent from us at to us at all angles, whether it's on the back of a taxi cab or on a billboard or an advertisement that pops up, not only is our brain thinking 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day, by the way, did you know that? But then you've got all these radio shows and podcasts and the billboards and messages being sent to give you even more to think about. 
it's a wonder we're all anxious all the time, right? And depressed. Like we've got to learn how to manage our mind, how to see it all clearly, how to separate circumstances from thoughts, from feelings, from actions and results, put a name on all of it, see where it's taking us. Where are we at in the equation? Where do we want to go? How do we get there? This is everything. This is the map. All right. Is my passion a little much? Absolutely. I surely do love this topic. So now you know what the model consists of, how do you actually use it and how does it help? So here's how you can use the model. Literally, you write it down on a piece of paper, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. And frankly, I don't even do all that anymore. I just do C-T-F-A-R. All right. So you can write those down on a paper and start filling them in. This is literally all I did when I found the model, when I was depressed and it helped me out of my postpartum depression. So today I thought I would share a couple examples from my journal that I still have today from the very first models I ever filled out. Okay. I'm going to read through them. I'm going to show you how I did things incorrectly. It's amazing though, even though it wasn't exactly a clean model, I like to call it, even though I had some emotion up in the circumstance, I was still able to have aha moments that helped me neutralize my kids for, for me at that time, my kids were the negative circumstance that I perceived to be so negative. So I was able to separate out my thoughts about my kids from my actual kids and had the hope and actually eventually the reality of having positive feelings around my kids. Cause I learned how to change my thoughts about my kids. Cause my kids were just there the whole time. They were just this circumstance absent of any provocation of feeling like a circumstance doesn't create, it doesn't provoke feeling. Our kids don't make us feel frustrated. I know that's kind of a, a yucky like moment when you realize what come again, (laughs) this tantrum over here that's happening is not making this mama go crazy. My kids are making me crazy. I used to say that all the time or I just can't, I just can't. (laughs) I've got that one memorized. I just can't. No, you take a money. I got to have a break. No, and I'm not mocking because genuinely we do feel that way sometimes. It's so real and it's not anything to be made fun of. That's not a problem even. It's just that this tool is so miraculous and marvelous because it helps you take ownership back. And when you take responsibility, you take power. Let me say that one more time. When you take responsibility for your feelings... In other words, when you're willing to recognize, okay, maybe my own thought created this feeling and not my circumstance, not anybody else in my life, you have power to change it if you want to. Because as long as the circumstance is creating your feeling, what do we have to do to feel better? We have to change our circumstances. We have to change our husband. We have to get out of the house. There's so much less that we can do We can still do things, right? People do this all the time. They don't know that circumstances are neutral. They think their circumstances are terrible. They quit the job instead of just realizing, oh, the thoughts that I have about my employer are what's making my life suck at work. They just quit. And again, not criticizing, but it's just nice to see how there's another option. If you don't want to quit, you can actually just stay and change your thoughts and do thought work and start to see things differently without even leaving, without anything changing you can change your thoughts or at least questions the one you question the ones you have and start to see things differently. One quick little moment here I want to tell you about is I had a faith crisis this last year and I I've kept this mostly private but really it's not that crazy and I'm not going to go into specifics but basically I questioned my faith. 
Okay, I questioned, do I belong in this church? And I had specific reasons and stuff, but what it all came down to, friends, was a thought. A thought that I don't belong here. And I thought that thought was true. And I was devastated because I wanted to be there. I wanted to keep going to church, but I didn't see a way because this thought was true for me. It's not true period in the universe. It was just true for me because I didn't realize it was just a sneaky thought. And so it slipped through my awareness and it was creating a virtual reality in my mind. And I would go to church and what does our brain do when we have a thought? It creates evidence for it. So I would go to church and I would see all the moms that were stay at home moms, not working moms. And I would be like, Oh, see, I don't belong. Or I would see whatever else I would see. Oh, I got a new calling. See, they don't want me in that calling. I don't belong. And it was this, I would attach that thought. I would peg it onto everything that was happening until the evidence in the case for it grew and grew and grew until I was just like, I felt pushed out of my church, but not because of anything anyone did because I was writing a novel in my brain, this story of, I don't belong. So ask yourself, where are the stories happening in your life? And do you want to be in that story or do you want to close the book? Do you want to turn the page? Because it's always an option for you. It's always available to you. All right, that's enough of a little tangent. So basically to use the model, you just write it all down, CTFAR, on a piece of paper and you fill it in. And remember when you do that, everything I just taught you, because you don't want to have you know, emotions in the circumstance and you only pick one feeling. You don't get to put five feelings in there. You can pick one and make sure that the feeling that you do choose, make sure it actually goes with the thought that you put in. Sometimes we, we have a thought and we put it in the T line of the model and then we go to fill out the feeling and we have like five thoughts that we have about this one circumstance. We only picked one of them. And so we put in a feeling of, from one of the other thoughts because every thought might make you feel a little bit differently. So you really have to just not listen to all the other thoughts you have going in your head. Just the one thought that you put in the model, ask yourself when I think da, 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 whatever that thought is, how does it make me feel? How do I feel? What's the feeling in my body? Go into your body if you have to. Now, if you're having a hard time just picking one thought, do a thought download, okay? Just pause the model, get your circumstance down. You know you wanna coach yourself on this circumstance. Before you pick the thought, if you're just if your brain is just, you've got too much happening or too much emotion, just write down everything you're feeling about that circumstance and every thought you have. Then go pick the most painful one or the most pressing or urgent one to figure out and then work the model on that. All right. So literally though, you just, the model is like a cross section. It's like you have a block of cheese and you slice the block of cheese and you take a look at that exact little slice. That's what the model does in your brain. You have thousands of thoughts every day, tens of thousands, 60,000, 40,000 thoughts every day. So you just, with the model, you're literally exploring the effects of the one thought. And specifically, I recommend taking the thoughts that you find yourself thinking a lot. Now, if you don't have awareness built up to where you're not catching thoughts, you're only catching feelings or you're only catching behaviors, that's okay. Start with what you have awareness of. Put in the actions you notice you're taking and then go back up and try to find what thought and what feeling are creating that action. You know, many people don't ever even know what behavior is causing a result. Like they might not know the thoughts, the feelings, or the actions. They might just know the circumstance is my wife or my husband. And the result is 
it's just not working. The result is we are filing for divorce. By the way, I'm not saying anybody who files for divorce is therefore not aware of what their thoughts and feelings and actions are. Totally not saying that. Just giving an example of how sometimes as humans, our level of awareness is at a zero. It's at the the most peripheral part of the model, the results. Whereas the root of the model is the thought. Okay, The circumstance floats above it all. It's disconnected. It's just there. It's neutral. But what creates everything in our lives is the root of it all is the thought. So your thoughts are creating everything. So the first awareness you might have is the results of what's not working. Then you might start to realize, oh, okay, well, when I do this, I get this result and that's not working, right? The action and then the result. Then you might start to realize, oh, well, when I feel this way, I do that behavior and that's what gets, right? Like I do that and then I get that result. So I, now I have the feeling and the action and the result. And then eventually the goal is to start cultivating an awareness of what thoughts you're having. So a fun exercise for you to work with on this is just to try to pick out thoughts throughout the day. Try to be a thought catcher, go thought catching. (laughs) So just throughout your day, just try to catch thoughts and write them down. And then later when you're on your own without the kids, try putting them in a model and just explore what feelings they're creating for you and see if you can see what that feeling did during your day for you. Like what did you do or not do when you were feeling that feeling? Now with the action line, this is the last thing I'll say. I have to stop myself. There's so much more I could say, but there's just not enough time in the day. So just know if you really want help with this and you're super excited about this, come talk to me more. Think about getting a coach, but I will just say that when it comes to filling out your model, I dare you to take five whole minutes filling out the action line, because truly this is my favorite part of the model. This is where you start to see the thought manifesting and playing out in your life. Like, yeah, feelings are cool and catching the thought is cool, but understanding how the thought actually impacts your behavior, how it's totally having power over you when you're not aware of it is fascinating. It is so fascinating and it is so just, yeah, fascinating. Sorry. I keep using the same word. It just blows your mind, right? So the model will show you where your thoughts are taking you, whether you know it or not at every moment of your day, there is a working model. There is a thought that's creating a feeling that's creating an action. That's creating a result. So see if you can find them and just be careful not to crisscross models, right? Like you have one thought, but then it's a different feeling from a different thought. Make sure you just stay aligned and simple it down to that one thought, the one slice of cheese. All right. I hope this episode was amazingly helpful. If you have any questions, come find me. I'm on Instagram. You can DM me or just email me lizlangstoncoaching at gmail.com. But if you really want to get some good work on this, definitely consider hiring a coach. Um, but I'm happy to answer your questions about self-coaching. Also, there's a podcast. If you're like super excited about this work and you don't already listen to the life coach school podcast with Brooke Castillo, dare you. It's pretty amazing. That's my mentor, Brooke. She taught me all I know, and she will definitely blow your mind some more on this topic. Definitely go to the beginning of her podcast and check out some of the more, uh, basic episodes at the beginning. If you're new to this work, I love you guys. The webinar was amazing for those who came today. I can't wait to send out the replay to those who were not able to come live. You guys impressed me with how many of you registered for that thing. I was like, wow. And it was all about the model. And, and I actually took live examples from your lives and your struggles. And we worked them there and I wish we could have gotten to more of them. So I think I'm going to do that one again so that we can help even more of you and just start plugging in 
model examples. For now, like I said, I'm doing free webinars every Thursday. So don't forget to go to my Instagram profile. It's just at Lizzie Langston, L-A-Z-Z-I-E-L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N. Go register for this next upcoming Thursday webinar, and I will see you guys there. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Liz here. When I was struggling as a mom of three littles, it was actually a podcast just like this that a friend shared with me that woke me up to getting the help I needed. Please consider sharing a favorite episode with a friend or leave me a review on iTunes to help other moms find the help they need here too.